this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck nicks? <laughs> it's oh, that kind wait. of day, what? huh? No, wait, wait, wait. That's a different show. Oh. That's Mark Maron's show. Uh, I'm sorry. This is dumb, stupid talking. This is not Mark Maron's WTF podcast. Uh-huh. Welcome to <laughs> dumb, stupid talking. This is my little tribute to him. I love that show. Yeah. Welcome to dumb, stupid talking with me, your host, Lucas Shea, and my sister and co-host. Devin Shea. Like clockwork. Like All right. Clockwork. Yes. Starting off, this is becoming a habit. No, no. Don't tell Bill me. Bill Cosby was supposed <gasps> to be on the show today. Uh-oh. Uh, he was going to come on to discuss the topic, how to knock them off their feet with one-liners. <laughs> and the one-liner would, would be, you know, drink this. <laughs> um, oh, my he God. He has canceled, apparently. So we do not have a guest. Did I just no, say I, we don't I not thought have today a guest? Was, sorry, I thought today was OJ. Had a gay, had to get away with cheating on your wife. No, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway, no guest today. Uh, sorry, everyone. One of these days we'll have a guest, I'm sure. Somebody yeah. won't cancel on us. Anyway, um, I don't have much of a review today. I Just real quickly, I wanted to say, I, I saw the documentary about Gilbert Gottfried called Gilbert. Oh. Okay. Appropriately named. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch you for a while. You know, I, I listened to his podcast and, you know, he passed away, what, like, middle of last year or something yeah yeah it's called gilbert uh it's on streaming really really interesting he he was really a different person off stage mm-hmm. um it's kind of bittersweet to watch it now because now that he's passed away and seeing him with his wife and his kids mm-hmm. uh you just kind of feel like you know all those poor kids you know his dad yeah. their dad passed away yeah but uh, it was just real interesting to see him and uh him with his family his sisters, I think one of his sisters passed away either right after the documentary was made. She was going through chemo while, while they were filming and oh. they would show him going to visit her and telling her jokes while she was getting her chemo. And Was he a really nice guy? He really was. Uh, he was really quiet, actually kind of a shy guy, huh. completely different than what he was on stage, really loud on stage and, yeah. and doing that voice and stuff. But off stage, he was very soft spoken. Mm-hmm. And uh, two interesting things I really liked in the documentary was he had this habit of every time he went to a hotel, he would ask for like whatever free stuff he could get, like soap, shampoo, mouthwash, uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah. and he would keep it. Uh-huh. And his wife is showing like he had like these uh, big plastic containers yeah, huh? at his apartment. She's like pulling them out from underneath the bed. She's like, look at this. And it's like soap oh. and shampoo and toothpaste going back like decades. Like, oh, how sad. Kept- how sad. So it was just a habit of his. He would just he just wanted to get whatever free stuff he was entitled to and yeah. he would save it. I really love there's a scene in it where it's it's probably my favorite part of the documentary. He goes to this place, he's doing a show, mm-hmm. and it's one of those uh hotel clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the hotel at the same time he's doing a show, there's a convention there of people who are um part of some group of like you know they have the, the Civil War reenactors, right? Oh yeah. They have people who are really into World War II memorabilia, like Uh-oh. so much so that they actually like dress up in the uniforms of the bad and, guys. Yeah, both. I mean, both. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. both sides. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not necessarily that they're they're spouting neo-Nazism or anything. They're just uh-huh. dressing up in the uniform. They're just really into the the memorabilia and and the yeah. kind of whole. But the, some of them dress up in the in the uniforms, and some of them are wearing Nazi. 
Nazi uniforms. Yeah. yeah. And they, they go to his show and they're watching his show. And of course, he's very, he's doing, you know, he's talking about he's for Jewish and he's doing uh-huh. Jewish humor. Yeah. And he seemed to think it was really funny that there were people wearing Nazi uniforms <laughs> sitting in the audience. Yeah. And one time, like after the show, and this is another thing about him, is he would also sell stuff after the show. Like he'd sell mm-hmm. DVDs and his copies of his book. And he was all about making money. Wherever he could make money, he would. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so he, he, after he does the show, he's he's kind of like looking outside in the parking lot and I'm watching these people like wearing these World War II uniforms. And he's just laughing. Uh-huh. And one guy comes up to the table and he's wearing a Nazi uniform uh-huh. and he turns around and he sees the guy. And he just cracks up in the guy's face, like laughing. And the guy goes, yeah, I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> and, and like the guy like motions to what the clothes he's wearing and Gilbert goes, why? It's not wrinkled. Anyway, it was just my favorite part of it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Really, really enjoy watching it. I'm, I'm sorry it took me so long to get to it. And uh, it is kind of bittersweet, like I said, now that he's passed away, to uh, kind of see scenes of him with his young kids. And he was a really good dad. And yeah. uh, 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 But anyway. Makes me want to see it. Yeah, it's, re- it's really good. It's worth watching. Um, anyway, that's my quick review. Okay. I have a review today. Perfect. Okay. So I saw Poker Face. And I forget the actress's name, but she was... She is was, it Natasha? Yes. Yes. That's the one. And uh, anyway, so I saw the first two episodes. Love the show. Okay. So the premise is that she can tell when people are lying. When they say something, she can tell if it's the truth or a lie. Now, okay. here's the thing. Do you remember at one point I told you about a book I read <clears throat> called Canary by Tijan? T-I-J-A-N is the author's name. Just Tijan. And in the book, she has a character, the main character is a woman who can tell when people are lying. If you ask her a yes or no question, she can tell whether the answer is yes or no. And it starts off with her at a um, assassination. She works for the mob, not by choice. She's kind of stuck there. And her boss has just assassinated somebody. And one of the bodyguards that's with him Mm-hmm. says something like, we're just going to leave this guy here like this. And he looks at her and her and the bodyguard number two just kind of step to the side because they already know what's coming because their boss is kind of crazy. Right. And he says, the boss says to her, is this guy going to give me problems? And she says, yes. And so he shoots the, the bodyguard guy. So okay. that's how her book starts off. And the whole rest of the book goes on with the story that, you know, she can tell when people are lying. So the mafia really likes using her anyway so i'm watching this show um so is this show based on that book or is this show is actually it just stole the idea in my opinion it's not based on that book except that she's working at a casino Uh and she can tell when people lie to her like her one girlfriend comes in with a black eye and she says oh it's nothing it's nothing you know i i fell or i you know really it's nothing and so she knows right away the girl's lying Right. And so she says, you know, bullshit. And the girl doesn't want to talk about it, though. But anyway, what happens is there's a murder and her friend is murdered. And um, she kind of hears people when they say, you know, what they think happened. Oh, her husband, you know, was jealous, went in a jealous rage and shot her and shot himself. Murder, murder suicide. She knows people are lying about it. So mm-hmm. she decides she's going to figure out the truth. 
And she does figure out the truth. But in the meantime, she's working at the casino and the boss at the casino figures out that she can tell when people are lying or not. So he wants to use it. He wants her to well, tell him. What, what was her job before? She was a cocktail waitress there. Okay. What happened so she, was she, she hasn't tells, really used these skills before. She's just well, kind of no, always had them. She yeah. has. Here's what happens is she, she tells the backstory. She used to go around from poker game to poker game, but she always won. And she would not go to any big casinos or any big corporation-owned casinos. She would yeah. go to little poker games, but she would always win. So she traveled around just winning, 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 until one day she came across some mafia guys, and she played their game, and they realized, hey, this chick is winning all the time, and every poker game she's ever been in, she wins. How is this happening? So first they thought she was cheating. So mm -hmm. they kind of watched her to figure out and they realized, no, no, she's she's not cheating. She just knows when people are bluffing or not bluffing. So the one guy is a big mob boss and he figures it out and he says to her, you know, <laughs> I know what you're doing and I could kill you right now. Mm -hmm. But instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you come work for me and, you know, I'm going to keep you kind of under my thumb, but you're not going to play poker ever again. So. She figures it's either that or he's going to kill her. So she agrees to go and work for him at the casino just as a, yeah. a cocktail waitress and that she's not going to, you know, she realized she was running on borrowed time. She figured she'd always get caught at some point. There's only so many poker games you could go to and they, you know, they talk, I guess. Mm -hmm. So she's working there and the guy lets his son take over the casino and the son figures out then, like the father didn't tell him. He just figures out that she can tell the truth from a lie. So he decides he's going to use it. And he's going to have these great big poker games and he's going to have her in another room watching the poker game and being able to tell whether somebody's bluffing or not bluffing. So okay. he figures he'll rake in a whole bunch of dough. But it turns out he's one of the people that had her friend killed. And she figures it out just because he lies to her about stuff and <laughs> she can always tell. Yeah, okay. you think he's stupid. He tries not to lie, but he tries to avoid questions from her and you know, she's like, yeah. why would somebody, why would somebody do this? And he's like, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe her husband, you know, so she could just tell right away he's lying, that he knows something. So she figures it out and she, you know, I won't give the whole thing away, but she turns it around on him and he realizes mm -hmm. he's really fucked and he kills himself. So mm. the father calls her and says, okay, I just want you to know I'm coming for you. And no matter where you go. I'm going to find you. There's no what's place he, you could what, run. What's he mad at her about? Because his son killed himself. <laughs> That's and her fault. <laughs> well, he figures out she she's the cause of it. She set okay. it up. And so the son felt he had no other option but to kill himself. So he's, he's chasing her now. So that's the whole premise of the show. I don't know how many times she can keep running from him. But that's the whole premise of the show is that she has this gift and the mob's okay. after her. And I'm thinking... How long are they going to drag these seasons out? Because if the mob's after you, where, where can you go? I mean, she can't get a regular job. She can't stay anywhere. You know, she'd have to work under the table. And at some point, that's mm -hmm. the other thing, is she's very nosy. <laughs> she asks a lot of questions because she knows when people are lying and she wants to find out why they're lying. Somebody's going to notice her, right? Where's she going to go? She might as well just go to another well, country. You would think that she could have... Uh, uh... I mean, I don't really want to rewrite somebody else's idea, but it yeah. feels like 
she could have manipulated the situation better to kind of put herself in a better position. Yeah, she, you know, she could have. I don't know. But she didn't. So okay, but more importantly, do they use the Lady Gaga song, Poker Face, as the theme song? He the does show? not. No, oh. no, he doesn't. Thank God, I'm not a but, big fan of that song. So I saw the first two episodes. I do like the show. Natasha's really good in it. She's very good at figuring out. It seems like everybody gets murdered where she goes. <laughs> so, I mean, she goes. So she's to, like, uh, what's her face from Murder She Smoked or Murder She yes, Smoked or whatever. Yes. No matter where she goes, <laughs> all right. first of all, they're lying because they murdered somebody. And she figures it out. And then, you know, she's in trouble. She's got to run. But, um, you know, let's see how far she gets. But okay. it, it's a good show. It's worth watching. Um, I have to see a couple of more to see if it gets boring with this premise of, you know, she's always yeah. putting her nose in somebody else's business and getting in trouble. My my main problem is that I've never really been a big fan of hers. She's actually good in this. She's good. She's yeah. not. Uh, first of all, she's not a real upstanding person, obviously, because she was, you know, fleecing people for money for a long time. She drinks a lot. She's yeah. constantly drinking. She's living out of her car. <laughs> you know, she's. Uh, she curses all the time. What's she do with all her money? She has no money. She's she she even says that she was a dumb shit and she just like blew her money living, you know. So she won all that money from the poker games and then like doesn't have any of it left. Yep, that's exactly right. So she even admits that, you know, she was young and stupid and just wasn't thinking about the future, just was kind of living in the moment. So anyway. Okay. So that's, so that's my uh... review. It's it's worth seeing though. You might you might really enjoy it, but now I brought your expectations down. So so I think well, honestly, you'll be pleasantly surprised. The but, book you told me about sounds more interesting. They should oh, have the, just adapted that. Yeah, I think they should have. Maybe they I don't know. But it's it is almost like they stole her idea, don't you think? That's exactly well, and she wrote that book like two years ago. Okay, let's not say they stole it because okay, sometimes they have it. a similar idea. Yeah. Pretty close. No, they Mob, do, they do. Mob, she can tell right, you know, lie from not lie, people getting killed. Uh, I mean, I yeah. maybe I don't know. Maybe somebody read the book and it was just like, I do, well, I okay. like the idea, but we can do our own spin on it. Or I do agree because at one time with what you're saying, because at one time I had this great idea for a book, and next thing I know, somebody comes out with my idea, so I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, everybody was writing about uh, werewolves and vampires and. And yeah. demons and stuff. And I thought, you know what would be a great book? Archangels, you know, archangels coming down here on this planet and fighting each other, like the good and the bad. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I read a book and that's exactly what's happening. And I'm like, hey, they stole my idea, except that <laughs> I hadn't really been telling people my idea. So I don't know where they got it. But somebody else had the same idea at the same time, which was weird. So it does happen. Okay. Okay. So that's my review. I have a rant too, but go ahead. Let's, All let's right, well, we got to do a commercial, and I yeah, actually let's... have commercial copy to read. Woohoo! I don't have to <laughs> wing it today. All right. Vintage City Publishing. Here at Vintage City Publishing, we believe in the power of storytelling to share ideas and experiences in a way that is unique to humanity. It's the oldest art form and the purest form of expression. And we believe there's no need to make it more complicated than that. Whether you're a reader or a writer, we hope you'll one day call this city home. Okay, there's a little bit more. <laughs> Vintage City Publishing is authors like Slade Grayson, Timothy Johnson, and Nick DeWolf. They write superhero fiction, fantasy, science fiction, dark fantasy, gothic suspense, and straight-up horror. You can find their books on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Mm -hmm. Vintage City Publishing. Check them out. Nice. Very nice. Okay, was that shorter than a minute? (laughs) 
okay. think it was, but I think it was good. Okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. I went over on all the other commercials, so we can consider it even with them. Anyway, anyway, hey, any anybody else out there want to sponsor us, please? Yeah, Look contact uh, coffee companies, especially Lavaza. I love your coffee. Huh? <laughs> what do you drink? <laughs> no, I'm. I've been drinking some uh, black tea. Oh, no coffee. No, no. I've been drinking the black tea. I really like it. I still get the caffeine kick, and uh, yeah, I, I just really enjoy it. Tea and honey, yum. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my rant today. Mm-hmm. I switched it up. Okay. I was do something else, but I'm really fed up with the two-party political system we have in this country. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all. Before anybody starts going, well, Lucas, you know, you can vote for the Green Party or you could vote Ugh. for the Libertarian. In, no, yeah, the Independent Party. It's all it's all a wasted vote. OK, none of those parties are real parties. Yeah. Um, you could vote for them, mm-hmm. but your vote's not going to get you anywhere. Right. All you're going to do is take votes away from the other the main two parties. Right. So it's, it's not like we're going to have an election and, and then 70 million people in this country are going to write in somebody. Okay, right. it's just not going to happen. If you really want to get a third party going, I think we really need to vote more third party people into smaller offices like mayor, governor, you uh-huh. know. Oh, good point. Start them off that way and build sort of a base for them. And mm-hmm. then maybe one day we'll have a, a viable candidate that's third party for president. But right now, trying to write in somebody like Ralph Nader for president or something, it's just, yeah. just throwing your vote away. But yeah. This isn't my rant. My rant is more about these two political parties. Um, mm-hmm. They're both fuck ups. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And they fight. Get... They fight. Nothing gets done. Well, the bad thing is that I feel like there's only a small percentage of them that really want to do good things. I think most of them to really get ahead in, in politics, you mm-hmm. have to compromise constantly. Mm-hmm. You don't get elected unless you have money. Because you got mm-hmm. you got to have money behind you. Because mm-hmm. most people, let's face it, most people are, are not that bright. Mm-hmm. And when they go in there and they're going to vote for somebody, it's the name that they recognize that more often than not they're going to vote for. Yeah, you need to advertise. Right. So it's the people who need all that constant money behind them, and the only way they get all that money is they got to make promises. So they and hoard like, yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. out. They right. Themselves so basically, out. by the time they yep. get in office, they've already compromised everything they were originally trying to do. And then, yep. come on, let's face it. Once they got the money, they want to keep the money coming because that's sure. just the way people are. Yeah. So I think probably there's only a small percentage of politicians that really have gotten into it that really want to do good things. Most of the rest of them are just doing it because they just like their positions and they want to keep it. Yeah. So, but all right. As for me, I don't really consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. Mm-hmm. But probably, probably I used to identify more with the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Used to. Mm-hmm. Now I probably vote more Democrat, but only because I feel like some of the Democrats actually want to do some good. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the Republicans now are all just about okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop those Democrats from doing anything. When yeah. we get in office, our job is to basically stop them from getting anything through. Yeah. And not only do they want to stop them from getting anything through, they want to undo everything they've done in the last hundred years. Yeah. It's it's almost like they're fighting to like tear down everything the Democrats have done. And yeah. the Democrats, on the other hand, are just incompetent. Yeah. So I, I kind of thought of this analogy. I feel like it's like you have 
two managers, right? Mm -hmm. Manager A, which is the Democrat, and manager B, which is the Republican. Mm -hmm. And you go to your manager, manager A, and you're like, listen, uh, I, I, need, I need more money. I need better health benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I need uh, uh, more safety features in the workplace. You know, can you help me out? And the manager's like, all right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Um, instead of a 30-minute lunch break, you're going to get a 45-minute lunch break. Mm -hmm. And you go, yeah, that's great. But I was really, I, I really need this other stuff. I really could, I could mm -hmm. use some more money. I need better health benefits. I need, mm -hmm. I need more safety procedures and the work. Yeah. Okay. But 45 minute lunch, isn't that great? And, and I'll tell you what, um, we're going to give you a fan for your desk. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not saying I don't want a fan for my desk, but I'm saying, what about this other? Okay. Look, I can only do so much, Yeah. you know, I'm trying. I'm like, uh, I tell you what, uh, health benefits, um, we're going to give you vision. Yeah. Okay, but for my health benefits, I really want you to cover more prescription drugs, and I want yeah. you to, you know, if I get cancer, I don't want to have to go into bankruptcy. The, the vision's nice. I'm not saying I don't want the vision. And the manager's like, I'm doing everything I can do. Okay. Yeah. Just, like, what more do you want from me? Kind right, of thing. I got you. Yeah. Forty-five minute lunch break. I got mm -hmm. you a fan for your desk, and I got your vision. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yep. I'm Baby trying steps. to do everything. So yeah. listen, just you know. Yep. So you're like, oh, okay, but it's not really what. So then manager B, the Republican comes along and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what did that idiot promise you? Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. look, you guys have it too good here as it is. Yep. <laughs> you're like, you're not producing you enough. <laughs> and you're like, well, you can't take away what he gave. Uh, all right. Well, you're not going to get a 45 minute lunch break. You're going to get a 35 minute lunch break. Okay. I'm going to, I'll compromise with you on that. You get 35 minutes. Yep. Okay, you can keep the fan. Uh, vision, vision's only you're only gonna get vision if you're legally blind. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do I need? What do I need vision coverage for if I'm legally blind? It seems like. Yeah. Look, I just be happy with what you got. Okay. If you want yeah. more than that, go get a second job. Yeah. You know, go work someplace else if you don't think yeah. he's. And that's kind of the attitude. I feel like it's from both parties, right? Yeah. One's yeah. incompetent, and one is just wants to like take away everything the other one gives you. Yeah, because they're like, it's too much money. It's too much. It was spending too much money on that, on that good, good feeling stuff. What we need to do is build, build a bigger office and get more people working in there. That's true. Yeah, it's, that's and, the and then when he, and yeah, and then it's like, well, we can't, we can't afford to give you raises now because we're paying more people because we have got more people in here, and also mm -hmm. we have to lay some people off. And you know, you've been here a while. <laughs> yep, you're out, buddy. Yeah. Um. So I, I. I I wish yep. I wish we had more choices in this country because yeah they both suck in different ways. I, I like I said I do tend to vote more Democrat these days, but only because I feel like well at least one sort of trying, but mm -hmm. I just wish they were better at it. And the other one I just feel like wants to take everything away. Like yeah. they want to like turn the clocks back to the like the 1930s. Yep. Um, yeah. which by and the way, have been. not that great at time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why true. everyone looks back on the past as like, like with fondness, but yeah, the past wasn't that great a time either. We, we had racism back then. Oh, we had real. poor people and people living in the streets. Women Nothing. couldn't vote. Women couldn't even vote. Right. Like um, I was telling my daughter the other day about when I went to school, when I was in grammar, grammar school. Okay. Yeah. First of all, we weren't allowed to wear pants. I don't know if you remember this cause you're, you're getting young. But um, we were not allowed to wear pants in school. I couldn't wear pants until I was in, like, I think high school. Um, before that, you had to wear a dress. And when I was in grammar school, they would measure how far your dress was from the ground. 
because if you showed too mm-hmm. much leg, they made you go home and change. And okay. I was like six, seven, eight. I mean, it's not like I was wearing like mini skirts, you know. <laughs> yeah. I right. was wearing long dresses below the knee, and they would measure you with a little ruler to see was your dress long enough. And if they felt it wasn't, you went home and had to change. It's just, and now, you know, you can pretty much, as long as you're not wearing a bikini or something, you know, you can wear shorts, you can wear pants, you can wear, you know, whatever. But they used to be just really strict about what girls could freaking wear. We Pants, we weren't allowed to wear pants. Um, Boys had to wear little ties and shirts, you know, they couldn't wear like just t-shirts. Nobody would let them in school. You couldn't wear You couldn't have long hair. The boys couldn't have long hair. It's just they were so ridiculous about some of the rules. And and people look back and they're like, oh, yeah, the 60s were wild people. Well, yeah. Why? Because we were under so much <laughs> restriction before that. People were just like, you know what? I'm sick of this. You know? Yeah. Well, the other thing is, you know, I thought about this is like uh, everyone thinks about how great life was back in the 70s. But, you know, there's a reason why everyone was trying to get married when they were 18 and get out of the house. That's right. Things weren't so great at home. (laughs) I should know. Uh, I left when I was 18. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a lot of people did because, you know, it wasn't that great. I mean, it it seems great to us now that we're older. We're like, think back in our childhoods with rose-colored glasses. But That's right. um, You know, another funny thing I think is interesting is that it used to be like Nixon opened up trade relations with China in the 70s, right? That's right. And then in the 80s, Reagan was like, Russia's evil. They're the, you know, axis of evil in this in this world. And mm-hmm. and now it's like the Republicans uh, are all like, China's evil and Russia's not so bad. Why, why, yeah. why are we fighting with yeah. Russia? Why are we, we mad at them? Yeah, they're it's okay. Like, yeah. Didn't your didn't Nixon and Reagan like? I thought those two were like heroes to you, and now you're like, yeah, going the complete opposite of what they were doing. Yeah, true. And I don't want to. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm picking on Republicans because, like I said, I used to, I used to lean more towards Republican, but now yeah. I don't know what you guys are doing. You got to. You know, I got to say, me too. I used to be Republican, kind mm-hmm. of a conservative Republican. I used to feel like, you know, the right. government has no business getting in our lives and telling us what we can and can't do, and no business making laws, you know, about, yeah. you know, I mean, let's not go crazy. So. But that, right. Because it seemed like the Democrats were going the other way. Oh, let's have these Head Start programs and let's have these, you know, kids can eat free lunch and let's have these. And I was like, why are we spending government money on all this stuff? You know, right. um, we need a strong military. We need to protect our nation kind of thing. But now I'm like, OK, let's not go too overboard either where we're like, no, n- nobody needs to eat school lunch for free. Nobody needs, you know, we got starving children out there. We got right. I cannot believe in our country today, we have people who do not have food. We have children we expect to go to school and do good and get good grades and compete in in a world economy when they're not getting any food. You know, they're they're going hungry and over the summer, there's no school lunch for them. So, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the other way a little bit, but you're right. Why are we spending money on studying cow farts and why are we spending money on some of the stupid things that um, the Democrats have voted for. I mean, not everything they do is great. Not everything the Republicans do is great. So I kind of agree with you. I think we need a better system. I just don't know what it would be. I don't. I don't know. Uh, 
they both have gone like completely to like opposite ends of the spectrum. Whereas yeah. I feel like there used to be more people that were sort of more towards the center. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Joe Biden is Democrat, but I feel he leans more right than I mean, he's not as far to the left as a lot of his party is. Yeah, I agree. Um, which is why I think that they pushed for him to run last time because they yeah. figured he was the only one that was going to be Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, I heard Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s thinking about running and he's yeah. Democratic. I would vote for him in a second. I don't know him. I don't know what he stands <laughs> for, but I don't see that Biden is going to make another term. So I can't believe he would even think about running. He's first of all, he, he's old. He's got old ideas and they might yeah. have worked 20 years ago. But I think, you yeah. know, let's stop paying farmers to not grow corn. I can't yeah. believe we pay farmers. Don't grow corn. Here's the money. Yeah. Um, you know, let's let's use our money a little wiser. But what's what the I mean, what's what the Republicans and so, like they're so extreme now. I mean, DeSantis. Oh DeSantis yeah. Oh my God. Idea to cut down on shootings is that okay? Everyone should carry a gun now. I know. Is that ridiculous? <laughs> you know what I was thinking? They, they were like, "Oh, let's pay teachers to carry a gun." Well, excuse me, but if you had fucking money to give them guns, why don't you have money to give the kids pencils in school? You know, why right. why can't you give them school supplies? Pay your teachers more. You know, everybody should carry a gun. What are they going to do when a kid gets the gun away from the teacher because they've left it laying around or in their desk and start mm-hmm. shooting the other kids? What's going to happen then? What happens when a teacher tries to stop a student from from going nuts and mass shooting and they kill the wrong people? Well, you, you know? know, the next step will be they're going to say that all the kids need guns. Oh, my God. <laughs> we already have that. In fact, they had a six year old just go shoot his teacher. I, I actually okay. I have a gun rant, but that's going to be for a later show. Okay. Okay. That now. <laughs> All right. Let's not get into that. Okay. Uh, anyway, a little off the subject. That anyway, is, sorry. Uh, that's my rant about the two-party system. It sucks. And, okay. Um, it does. I don't know. I don't know who's going to run for the next election, but I really would like some somebody different. Um, yeah. There are some Republican politicians that I I wish they got more support from their their base. Me too. Me too. Um, I mean, yeah, I agree. There's not they're not all bad. I do know some Republican um, people that I wish would run. And I know some Democrat people who would I wish would run. I yeah. think right now we have um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. So, <laughs> you know, anyway. OK. Anyway, right. that's my rant. What's your OK? I don't have a rant, but I have an educational section. I okay. love these educational sections. Okay. OK. So, as you know. My daughter has been diagnosed as schizoaffective, and it's so she's part- schizo. She's schizo. Um, she doesn't like to be called. I was trying to. Was she trying doesn't to like get, to be called schizo, right. but I call her schizo all the time. Right. Um, so schizoaffective is a little different than paranoid schizophrenia, and it's more sort of like a bipolar. She's a little mm-hmm. bipolar, but she's got a little schizophrenia in there. So she's she's got an affect. So it's it's schizoaffective, actually. Um, and the affect she has is a very calm, peaceful look. And so most people think she's just shy and, right. um, you know, easily embarrassed or whatever. But mm-hmm. no, the fact is she does not portray emotion very well. So anyway, so here are some of the things that I'm going to give you 15 things schizophrenics are tired of hearing. One of them is people say to her since she's older do you have a job and she tells them no she she doesn't work and they want to know well why can't you work 
they don't want to hear this. They're they're disabled. They can't if they can't work, they can't work. They've got issues, and they don't feel like cracking open their medical history for people. Okay, you I know. already have a question. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> Who's asking her this? She doesn't talk to anybody. You'd be surprised. Um, you know, sometimes in a social situation, people are just trying to be all friendly. Like we, okay, we went on the cruise the one time. And I had her join me. This is one reason why she hates going out in social situations, because sometimes people just want to be friendly. They think, oh, she's shy. You let me bring her in on the conversation. They're like, right. oh, what do you do for work? You know, just kind of like, you know, just trying to be polite. Oh, hi, how you doing? You know, so so what do you do for work? Well, she hates that because she doesn't have a job. And so when she says she doesn't work or she's disabled, I had one woman say to her, well, what's the nature of your disability? I mean, uh-huh. because she doesn't look disabled. So then the next question is, well, why can't you work? And they might say it in a nice way, you know, like, oh, why can't you work? But the fact is, it just put, makes her very uncomfortable. And so she, if she tells them, I'm schizophrenic, well, right away, people start having opinions about what that means. Um, you know, she's not paranoid schizophrenic, so she's not out in the street thinking everybody's trying to kill her. She's not out there ranting and raving. But they'll say to her, do you hear voices? Well, actually, she doesn't hear voices. She should say, I'm hearing one right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to tell her that. She does, She hates to be rude to people. She's very polite when they ask her these questions, but it makes her feel so on the spot and embarrassed and just okay i don't want to dwell on this one but it does seem kind of difficult to get away from this because this is normal conversation it's like going hey what do you do for a living right it's just normal exactly sure so is everyone supposed to not ask that question anymore no no but the problem is when they follow it up and and they say oh so what do you do for a living she say she tried different things one time she told people i sell things on the internet and at the time it was true. We were taking some of her books and we were selling them on eBay. Mm-hmm. And so she says, oh, I, I sell things on the Internet. And some guy said to her, oh, I have a painting. Could you help me sell the painting? <laughs> so so she doesn't use that excuse anymore, you know, and she doesn't want to tell them, oh, I'm wealthy, <laughs> you know, because she's yeah. not. I mean, she gets disability. So that's that's what she tells them. She says, oh, I'm on disability. Well, if somebody said to you, I'm um, but, you know, I don't know. I'm diabetic. I'm on mm-hmm. disability. You wouldn't say to them, oh, does that mean you can't work? You know, you just wouldn't. Right. But what she does is she says, I'm on disability. And they say, oh, well, well, why can't you work? You know, what's the nature of your disability? Well, how is that your business? You know? Okay. So then the next question is they want to, if they're interested, they, they want to know, does she hear voices? And she doesn't hear voices. She doesn't hear people talking to her. Mm-hmm. But she does have what they call auditory hallucinations, okay? So she's medicated, so so she doesn't really get this much anymore. Her medication really controls some of her symptoms. Sure. But she'll hear things. She'll hear what she thinks are mice. She'll hear, um, you know how sometimes your house settles, makes noises? Well, sometimes she hears people breaking in, or she'll think she the mice are talking, <laughs> talking about her. <laughs> or she'll think the neighbor. I know it sounds funny, but just think about this. Just think about this. If your brain is telling you that people are talking about you, say you you go into work one day and people are chatting and you walk up and they suddenly stop talking. Don't right. you get a little paranoid thinking, oh, were they talking about me? 
Why did they yeah. suddenly stop talking? Now, here's another example, because I've had this happen to me. You walk in a room and you can tell that the two people in there have just had a big argument. You can just tell, Sure. you know. You, there's something in your brain is saying, oh, I just walked in on an, a situation here. Well, you can and feel the tension. Exactly. Yeah. What if your brain is telling you that all the time? It's telling you all the time that people are arguing or people are saying bad things about you or people are thinking bad things about you. If your brain, because your brain's the one that's giving you the signals. Well, what if your brain's giving you all the wrong signals? And that's what happens with her. So she thinks the neighbors are talking about her. The neighbors are watching her. The neighbors want to know how many times she goes out and walks the dog. The neighbors wonder why she's wearing shorts in the middle of the winter. <laughs> so, What are the mice saying? The mice say bad things. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly <laughs> what those what stupid say. mice. I know the mice are very bad. They're not like, did she drop some food? Did she drop so, a piece of cheese? No. Well, okay. okay. So here's another thing. Then people yeah. will say to her, I have a theory about mental illness. And a lot of times that theory is stupid because it seems like people who don't really understand mental illness have theories about what it is and what causes it. Right. Um, some people think that, you know, people who are mentally ill um, had a, a traumatic situation in their life that um, maybe they have PTSD or maybe their parents were abusive or maybe they had some emotional trauma, you know, sexual abuse, or right. they were dropped on their head as a kid or whatever. So they'll come up with all these different theories and how she can overcome it. I've had people tell her she should travel. She should go to foreign countries and work agri agriculture and help build houses. Really? And that's, I, I know. Has that's that worked for anybody ever? Ever? No, no. So then, then they'll say, I have a cousin or an aunt or an uncle or relative, ex-girlfriends, nieces, boyfriend, you know, with mental problems. Like that makes them understand exactly what her issue is, you know. And whatever the mental problem is that their friend or uncle or aunt or whatever had doesn't necessarily mean they understand her issues. I mean, right. she has – she's very embarrassed easily. Um, if I say something to her in a store, something that nobody else would take – as as offensive or whatever you know um she gets embarrassed and she feels like everybody's looking at her and criticizing her like mentally and so she you know if i argue with people she just she just gets very very upset because same thing she feels like people are judging her and you know thinking bad things about her basically i've had people tell her um you should take more control of your own mental health care. I brought her to the emergency room one time because she was out of her medication. We had moved and she had run out and we had trouble getting an appointment with a psychiatrist to get more medication. So she right. was having a really bad episode. Okay. Really bad. Uh, enough so that I took her to the emergency room and they were, I'm going to be frank. They were dicks. They were just real dicks. They did yeah. not want to prescribe medication for her. Um, mm -hmm. when they were asking her why she hadn't, you know, gotten her medication from a new doctor and right. why she hadn't made her own appointments to go and get the medication because, you know, I was involved in the move I was involved in and I just, it slipped my mind about making the appointment. And so I did make an appointment, but it was like three weeks out or something. And, um, so they started berating her. 
well, why don't you take more control of, you know, why can't you make your own appointments? And she's like, I don't yeah. drive. I don't drive. I can't, I can't get to the doctor. They're like, yeah. well, you could make the appointment. Why don't you call? Well, she can't even talk to people. They yeah. ask her questions like, well, where do you live? What's your phone number? Um, when are you available? You know, that's the other thing is she has to depend on me to drive her everywhere. So she has to check with me anyway. It's just easier for me to make the appointment. Mm -hmm. But um, they'll be like, well, why can't you drive? Well, believe me, you don't want her in a car out on the road. Okay. Yeah. First of all, she gets lost. She gets lost walking. Um, she Right now, if I took her out and dropped her off on the other side of town, she would never make it back home. She wouldn't know where to go. It, it sounds kind of sad, but it's true. She just, she would get lost. Um, we moved to a new house one time. She took the dog out for a walk and she forgot which house was ours. She just, she just does not handle change yeah. very well. She has to have a pattern. Um, okay, okay. Well, I, I, I'm, I agree with you. I don't think we want her driving and I don't think we want really a lot of men mentally ill people driving. Yeah. So another thing they ask her is, do you have imaginary friends? <laughs> well, well, she doesn't. Um, okay, do they ask this seriously, or is this like... They do. This is what gets me, is they ask this stuff seriously, and then they'll just say, have you seen that movie, A Beautiful Mind? Can you just... Well, I, like... I do like that movie, but... I know. I like it, too. But in it, he just ignores the symptoms, and hello, she can't, okay? She's got some severe symptoms that you just can't ignore. She'll sometimes wake me up in the middle of the night just absolutely positive, that somebody's breaking in the house. She hears them. She hears them talking. She hears them breaking in the house. Of course, it turns out nobody's breaking in the house. I try yeah. to tell her, look, the dog would bark first. Okay. I know because your dog barks at the mailman. That's right. But it, it doesn't make sense to her at the time why she can hear them. But there's nobody why, there. Is this why you keep having a dog? Just for um, like, to reassure her that like nothing's wrong because the dog is... One of the reasons that's that yeah. is actually one of the reasons, because okay. at least if I have to leave her alone for like overnight or something, at least I know the charge. dog's there. Yeah. <laughs> at least the dog would let her know if something was seriously wrong. You know, she can. Um, and I, I'm not trying to get down on her. OK, she could start cooking something and get distracted because her thoughts sometimes are very if she's not on good medication or she hasn't taken it in a while. She can get distracted and go off and start doing something else and leave something on the stove. And the dog would warn her that there's a fire, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. So she, she doesn't answer the door. So right. if somebody wants to come and deliver a package, at least the dog would bark, you know? So she would know somebody was there. She would at least check it out. She wouldn't answer the door, but she'd look and make sure that, you know, oh, somebody's trying to leave a package. Um, See, you got. You also got to make sure you get a calm dog because if you get a dog that's like easily like influenced by its owner, then the dog might be like, "Oh my God, I, maybe somebody is breaking in." She she thinks somebody's breaking in. Maybe she's right. <laughs> okay, I actually have that dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, all right. I, I need a calm, another dog. Trained though. dog, but yeah. Okay. Um, so so the last thing I want to say, I didn't go over fifteen things, but I don't want to take up too much more time. Um. Some some people tell her, you know, schizophrenics are dangerous. Um, you know, do you do you think people are attacking you? Do you think people are trying to kill you? Um, you think people are trying to poison you? And here's the thing about her: she has a very different 
you know, form of schizophrenia. So she doesn't right. think people are actually physically trying to kill her or after her. I mean, she might think that they're trying to break in the house to rob us, but she doesn't think like the neighbor's trying to kill us or poison us. And some schizophrenics do think that you got to watch out because you just okay. never know. But here, I just want to tell you one more example. Okay. Yeah. We go in a doctor's office. It was a dentist and, um, me and her are waiting and the dentist calls me in first. And so she's waiting in the, um, the waiting room for me. And this woman comes in with two kids, uh, young, maybe four and five. And the woman goes in for her appointment and she leaves the two kids there with Sarah. Now you and I know she's not right. violent. She's not aggressive. She's not paranoid and, and right. you know, yeah. but this woman had no clue. She left right. her two children in the room with a stranger and she had no idea what Sarah's mental health was like. So, mm -hmm. and, and by the way, these kids were wild. They were throwing, <laughs> they were throwing shit at each other. They were climbing over the furniture. And this is very stressful for Sarah to be around this kind of activity for one thing. But right. for another thing, it just, not only did it stress her out, we had to go home and she had to take Valium, but just the fact that this woman would leave her children yeah. in a room with a stranger with no idea what their mental health was like just really upset Sarah very much. She still talks about it today. But um, I, you just you just never know what someone's mental health condition is. And you mm -hmm. shouldn't assume that they're good. And you shouldn't assume that they're crazy and they're going to you know try to kill you at the first opportunity because she's neither of those things. So So that's my... I guess it well, turned into a little rant. How many points were those? You said you were going to make 15 points. How many were those? Um, I think one, two, three, 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 maybe 10. I have okay. some more. Do you want to do them or no? Um, okay. One, one thing people ask her is, well, if you don't work, how do you keep yourself occupied? What do you do all day? Magazines. Um, actually, she's cut back on that. Um, I mean, okay. what she used to do is not necessarily what she does now. But... Um, she has this strange thing where she can watch the same show, the same movie, the same series of, of you know, TV series right. again and again and again and again and again. And it'll surprise her every time. She forgets. She forgets what happened uh, in the previous show. She'll see something new every time she watches it. And, like, I can do that once or twice with a movie. I'll see a movie once or twice and maybe find something different that I didn't notice the first time. Right. But for her, it happens all the time. So it's, it's just strange to me. I don't know how this works, but I just know it's true. She can watch Buffy from beginning to end and she can watch it 10 million trillion zillion times and still, mm -hmm. still find something in there. She didn't notice before because it's almost like she didn't really get the whole picture. Um, another thing that happens with her is she, um, she misses social cues. So if you show her a picture of someone who's angry, okay. Yeah. And someone who's happy, right. she can't really tell the difference between their expression. If you say, show her the happy person and say, well, what's, what's this person feeling? She'll say angry, embarrassed, upset. Like she doesn't know. It's, it's a strange thing, but it's true. You can try it sometime. Um, they also say, sometimes they say to her, well, you don't seem schizophrenic to me. Um, I just thought you were shy. Well, you know, how 
how is she supposed to take that? You don't seem well, like I an asshole to me. No, you know? I think that's meant more as a compliment, though. I think it's more like you're saying, you know, you seem pretty normal, so you carry right. it well kind of thing. I, I think that's how they kind of mean it. Uh, anyway, I would I'm assuming. Except that she know. doesn't get social cues, so right away she thinks they're saying, well, are you faking? Okay, you know? can I suggest that she just wears a sign that says, I'm a deaf mute? Actually, I told her we should get a T-shirt that says, I'm schizophrenic, don't talk to me. <laughs> no, nah, because people think that's a joke or something then. Don't talk to me, don't talk to my friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I tease her sometimes, I do. But um, I tease her with love, okay? Um, okay, so another point that people do is um, they'll say, oh, the weather is a little schizophrenic today. Um, that really bothers her. I'm not real sure why, but it just really bothers me okay. when they use schizophrenic for other things. But they're not doing it to her. They're just no. doing it. They're just using yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I think that might be a little overly sensitive about okay, it. Okay. But what if somebody said to you, no, that's a very white thing to say. Isn't that kind of offensive? Um, right. I, mean, I guess. Yeah. But, I, mean, I mean, it just depends on how much it would bother you, I think. And the problem is... She's very sensitive. When people say, oh, I think they should lock all the crazies up, she's very offended by that. You know, right away she feels like they're attacking her. You know? Okay, or the crazies so what? should not have guns. But where do you stop? Well, the crazies should not have guns. Uh, it's, That's yeah, I agree. been proven. But she feels um, like they're saying she should have no rights. And, of course, that's not what they're saying. But, see, that's what I'm saying is her schizophrenia makes – everything an attack when people say stuff like that okay but then does she get offended if someone says are you crazy like actually no (laughs) she doesn't she realizes that that's a joke because i say that all the time (laughs) do you remember that that time i I used that line on on an ex-girlfriend i love that i love that (laughs) are you crazy is that what the problem is yep that was funny actually and she was was, well yeah she was a little crazy but anyway she was a little crazy (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, so let me see. Another one is, what will you do if something happens to your, and I'll say caregiver, but it's me, her caregiver. What What are you going to do if your mom passes away? Well, what do you think she's going to do? <laughs> we actually uh, talked about this before. Go to Europe and get a job in agriculture. Or That's right. Travel home. the world. Yeah, she'll be a, she'll be a um, you know a, a great person talking to cows and and pigs and and. Chickens, <laughs> you know, be like, is that you, Joe? No. Um, okay. <laughs> so. Um, okay. So, what is the answer? What is the answer to what is she going to do? Um, we yes. talked about it, and what she's going to do is she has agreed to go to a group home. Um, I I convinced her that it's better than living on the street and going without medication and just living in a cardboard box because really without the medication that's what would happen she would just be out wandering around you know not being able to take care of herself so um although she does not want to live with a whole bunch of other people that she doesn't know she's agreed that that would be the best thing is going to a group home having her medication monitored because she forgets to take it sometimes if i didn't get it and make sure she had it we'd have a whole different problem okay but uh, I thought what? that uh, she didn't want to do it. Right. I didn't think she wanted to do that. And I thought we had talked about uh, that if something happened to you and I was around, I would come by and make sure she had food and fridge and bills yeah. were being paid. And No, that's true. But we've decided, too, that she can't live alone. She just she can't. 
No? She, she, no, no. Because of the mice talking? Yeah, and the fires and... The fires? Just, she would. She could get lost. She could... In the house? You know, I mean, Maybe if she left, the house. if she went outside the house. She has, a, she has a phone. I mean, she would be... She would be homebound if she lived on her own. She would never leave. She would never go out. She would never go anywhere. You know, how would she get groceries? How would she? I mean, I know you would you would bring stuff to her, but she may not answer the door. Um, you know, she, how would she get her medication? How would she? She would just be homebound, and I don't think that's mm. any kind of life. So um, I convinced her that a group home would be best. You could still go and check up on her, make sure she has food, make sure she got a medication, but it wouldn't be like a 24 by seven burden on you to make sure she was doing okay. I would want her to have therapy and people there to monitor her because let's face it. If she's up for three days because she thinks somebody's breaking in the house, you're not going to know that. And she's not going to tell you. So. But I think a group home, they'd and be I'll, able to. And I'll be like, where's the dog? And she'll go, the dog left. Yeah. <laughs> the dog, dog couldn't take it. Take it. <laughs> That's right. Dog couldn't take it. Dog said dog... it stress was too much. I got to get That's out of here. That's right. That's right. Dog ran away. So. <laughs> but um, oh, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. she points? just. I think we covered all the points. So she said she'd go to a group home. She did say that. And I still would want you to, you know, take care of her and make sure she had everything she needed. And. And everything. Okay. Another reason we're moving. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's a personal yeah. matter. Let's not get into that on the show. Okay. All, All right. right. So we're wrapping this one up. Wrapping it up. All right. Let's put a bow on it. This has okay. been Dumb Stupid Talking with me, your host, Lucas Shea, and my sister and co-host, Devin Shea. And that's it for us. That's it. We're out. Thank you.